Life's Third Act is a podcast dedicated to helping you get the most out of your retirement. Sponsored by Tucker Allen, attorney CPA Joe Cordell features guests each week to discuss prominent topics for those over 55. Here's attorney CPA Joe Cordell. Welcome to another episode of Life's Third Act. Uh, Today we want to talk about the importance of perspective. I guess that's the right word to use, isn't it? I think it is. The importance of perspective as you age, you know that things get more difficult. Uh, I wish I could say that every day things are easier than they were the day before, but but I want to hurry and distinguish between, on the one hand, the fact that things may be getting more difficult, uh, but on the other hand, these can be the happiest years of your life. And it just means that that these are challenges that that in many ways we should welcome because it shows we're still here, you know, and, and we, we deal with stuff. So in any case, we have a wonderful guest, someone who has spoken very eloquently on this topic. And so I thought that she would be marvelous to have on the show. So Jill and I, uh, after a lot of effort, were able to get her scheduled. She has lots going on. And, and I think that you'll find that she has a lot of wisdom to share with us today. We want to give a full introduction to our guest. I would love to. She is Gail Zugerman, the host of the podcast, Growing Older with Gusto. And I love that title. Welcome, Gail. We're so glad for you to join us. Thank you, Jill and Joe. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And Gail, I I love the story about how your career in marketing led to this podcast and your your passion, ultimately, for seniors. Well, I always had a soft spot in my heart because I had the good fortune to have a lot of longevity in my family. And I was very close to my great-grandmother and my grandparents. And I felt that there was a lot of wisdom that could be dispensed from older people to help alleviate the fear of younger generations of growing older and allow them to be able to embrace what you would call the third act of their life. So then you have retired from the your career, right. quote unquote, your your primary career. Right. Now you're doing something new. So how long ago did you retire from your previous career? Well, let's see, at least five years ago. So i middle of 2018 is when my podcast partner and I started up with Growing Older with Gonsto. I'm really excited about the podcast and I'm hoping that I'm helping some people along the way in having guests on the show that have shown that they're growing older in a positive and productive way and can dispense their pearls of wisdom. So let's walk through some of the the key points that you've gleaned um, as you've done this show since a similar show since 2018. Um, and, and let's talk about each one of them. So in, in, in no particular order, but tell me what's one that comes to your mind. Um, I think people, older people and people growing older, the ones that are interesting and are embracing life are staying relevant. And they can either keep up by having grandchildren or if they don't have grandchildren, just embracing and learning about technology, what's going on in the world with the news, new music, things like that. But, you know, that that requires um, a, a conscious exertion to some extent. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know some of us naturally want to do that, meaning it, it's, it's, it's our default position. But for a lot of people, if they don't 
consciously say to themselves, just like going to the gym or, or not eating that extra piece of cake, unless they consciously say to themselves, you know, I really need to watch something different, for example, or read something different from what I've done the last 40 years. I think that's an excellent point. I, I also, as far as myself, I know there's so much I feel that I don't know and that books that I'd like to read that I haven't read. But I think it's important to also look at different perspectives. If you've always been aligned with a certain type of thinking, you might want to open yourself up to looking at a different perspective. I think that keeps people young. But I, I think to your point, Joe. I do. Uh- and, and technology is really spooky to people as the age. Oh, it is. It and, is. Yeah. And, and and I think that, I mean, I'm really big on being frank about about some of the realities we face as we age and at the same time positive. Uh, but I know it's a little harder to learn some of the details of technology for some of us, you know, as we age than perhaps, you know, our Oh, I know my are. mother was scared to death of it. And so was my father. He was at, well, he would be over a hundred, but he, he was wow. afraid of the computer. So, <laughs> and when he retired, he actually went out and took computer classes. So, well, well, if you think about him when he was in his twenties, he was over a hundred. So when he was in his twenties, if you think about what was cool then versus what's cool for our 20 year olds, for right. my daughters, for example, right. What oh a different God. world. What a, right. It's a different world. Absolutely. And you often wonder what it's going to be like in the next 50 years for the younger people. So, yeah, it, the world is definitely moves very quickly. And what about, Gail, making friends? Because I think what happens when people retire, they're not going to work, meeting new people. But it's really important to continue to but now this is another. But I want to make clear to people, watch this. You're bringing up what is, is not to be confused with the same point, right? It, w- would you regard this as a different point? It's not simply new people. Yeah, that's, no, it's, it's different. It's, we all have, you know, there's the old saying, uh, make new friends, but keep the old one is silver, the other's gold. You, everybody has what they call history friends, people you may have known from many years ago, from maybe from your childhood, whatever. And those are really important to keep. It's also important to have friends of different generations as you grow older. Because I'll tell you, I had lunch in Chicago last week. My husband and I had lunch with a couple that we really like. If you looked at them, you'd think they were in their 70s. They are 93 and 95. Oh, my goodness. They're amazing people, but, and I I was going to get allude to this a little bit later on, one of the things that happens is if you are uh, lucky enough to grow older with gusto and and enter your 90s is you outlive a lot of people. And so I've heard this repeatedly through this couple, and they shared with us that some people they knew from an organization who were in their 50s and 60s sort of adopted them, and they're giving them my friend Jack, a 95th birthday party. So that's just a one example of the intergenerational importance of connecting. And there's something really um, important that goes on in our brains when we have to interact socially. I've read some things about this, not much, but apparently experts seem to think it's important for us to interact socially. Absolutely. I, I've done research into what they call the blue zones that, that fascinated me, the points in the in the world where people live the longest and why. 
And a, and a lot of it is based not just on diet and exercise, as I alluded to earlier, but those social interactions. They lived in smaller places. They'd walk for coffee at 10 with some group and they'd go on. And, and they were always interacting throughout the day with different types of people. Now, I know that's not uh, easily achievable over in the United States, but it is important for people to have hobbies and interests where they are interacting with new people. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And I've, I've read that book too, and it's fascinating. It's, you know, we've heard the phrase, it takes a village. Well, apparently right. you, you, you live this very communal, uh, right. many of these people live a very communal existence. It's agriculture-based, their economies often. So there's there's physical activity, but there's a lot of social interaction. Right. So, uh, okay, you've named two points. What, what else would you point to? Well, I think another really important point is having a purpose in life. Having something, what, why are you getting up in the morning? Now, when you're younger, if you're getting up, you have maybe children or a job or you're taking care of your parents, whatever it is. But as you grow older, it's important to, what I say, reinvent yourself. Maybe not retire, but rewire, as Sherry Lansing once said. Rewire, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So I can't, it's not my original comment, it was Sherry Lansing, but uh, I thought that was a great comment. And um, I think it's important. It's really, it's really important. So, but how do, how does someone go about generating the sort of enthusiasm that they probably had for what they were doing or what they hoped to do in their twenties? Are there any tips where people can stimulate that? Any ideas? Well, I mean, you, it could be as simple as volunteering. It could be as simple as sharing a recipe with people in your neighborhood and starting some kind of food club. It, it could be any variety of different ways where you could use your skill set that perhaps you use during your career, your job, or when you were parenting, something that you feel you're really good at and you really enjoy doing. So finding a new passion, because I think, you know, we were talking on a previous show, so often we identify with our jobs and then you retire and you lose that purpose. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to. You can, you know, there's so many people that do go on and say, I used to do this, but I always, there's something I always wanted to do. I didn't either, I didn't have time for it or I didn't think I'd be good at it. But at least you have the option and the time to try it now. And you might find that it's just something you never knew you were good at or you would enjoy as much as you as you do. And, you know, you it's almost like you have to give yourself permission to enlarge the menu of options because many of us, you know, we, we think in, in terms of a, um, a fixed worldview. And as a result, the, the items on that menu – the range of options that might exist if, if, given the limitations that, that many of us impose. For example, if we say, well, I have to live here where I live and, it, and I have to, it has to be something within so many miles of my house. Right. And, and, and when you, by the time you have imposed these limitations, then many people think, well, gee, I don't have that many options. But, but really, you know, there's, there are many more options if they're willing to entertain the possibilities. Right. You have to be open to it, like anything. You have to be open to it. And I know that's harder for people, perhaps, who are introverts as opposed to extroverts, but I think anything's possible. Now, I I wonder especially about people where they've been married for many years, uh, one party passes away. I was just thinking that. 
and I'm thinking of in my extended family of examples of this. And incidentally, it always turns out to be the husband. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems to be there, there, there is some natural law at work. But anyway, <laughs> so, so husbands often die first, but either way, it could be wife. And right. so you have somebody who has had a partner for all these years to do things with. And, and now this person may be looking at decades more of, of hopefully uh, of, of still a happy life and a fulfilling life. Uh, but any comments about how to approach that? Well, that's such an uh, interesting question because um, my brother, as you probably know, passed away recently, unexpectedly. And he was married almost 50 years to his college. Wow. And now she wasn't expecting that. For some reason, she thought she would go first. And that didn't, because the women in our family went first for some reason, but that didn't happen. And I think, you know, it's, um, it's, it's hard for her. I think it's a struggle right now that she's going through, but she's staying strong and she'll work it out. Well, and I think you've got to have that time to grieve, you know, before you find your way again. Right. And she will. Right. Mm -hmm. As far as tips, I can't personally say, I just know from observing people in the community that we live in now that they have interest and they keep up their interest. If they were playing pickleball or they were playing golf, they continue and they continue to make connections or they, they join some group or whatever, and they just have to keep going. And then you meet other people. Uh, some, so, pe- some people choose to move when they retire. A retirement to, community, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, in the same area or even to to move to Florida or Arizona or someplace right. such as that. I notice you're still in Chicago. so No, no, actually, I, I we have a smaller presence in Chicago now. We um, recently sold our condo where we lived for, I think, 19 years. And now we, my husband retired at the end of January, 2021. And he always wanted to move somewhere warmer. The winters in Chicago are much harsher. Oh, I think. Yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. And so we were just ready. I was tired of the black ice and I was a walker and, you know, we were just ready. And um, so we researched where we wanted to move and we picked a community. The average age is 65. So it's not like, a retirement community. There are people that work here, people who are retired, uh, people who have smaller kids. It's, it's an interesting, vibrant community. When you move to these communities, it's nice because there's a lot of people who are at the stage of life you're at, and everybody just wants to enjoy this part of their life. And they're very happy. And, you know, you just, it's easy to meet people. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I feel. Are you, did you all uh, buy a place in Florida? We did. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, we have a place in Naples. And I can tell you that there's a rec- a common recognition among all of these people who, who make moves such as that is that many times their family, their, their descendants are back north somewhere, and they realize that, that they want and they need to make friends and to form relationships. And so everyone is open to it. So it's a very right. different perspective to the way when you're 30 or 40, you might uh, live somewhere and you don't feel the urgency to meet people that, that I sense when, when we're in Florida 
and we're in communities such as this, is that I think that people really want to develop meaningful relationships. and They're willing to invest in each other because they become the uh, de facto on-site family. And so yeah. if yes. you don't get if you don't show up to pick up your mail one morning or a couple of newspapers pile up, you know, almost assuredly you'll have neighbors knocking on your door. See if you're okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And and yes. once they get to know you at all, if they think something's wrong with you, they'll even initiate a call to like your children. This happened with my brother gets a call from my mother's neighbor who was concerned about my dad at the time. So it was entirely, you know, the best of intentions. And so it was people who really invest in each other. And um, and there is a sort of mutuality about that. I, I think it's great. And it's something special about mm-hmm. communities. I love that. that. Yeah. Well, we just started here. And I have to tell you, I lived in downtown Chicago for 46 years. And I'm really happy. I mean, it was fun to be back. We were back in Chicago for July. And um, it was great to see all my friends and see be in the city. And it seemed like things were improving there. And um, it's great to be here. The, the best secret is it's really a lot cooler than St. Louis. <laughs> I can believe that. I can definitely so, believe that. I mean, we get a little breeze, you know, so it's well, nice. I have two daughters who went to school in Chicago and uh, they like Chicago, but, but, you know, it, it, the crime and some other things just they're they're not wanting us my daughter was she's in medical school and i I said why don't you go back to university of chicago do your residency and she said i don't want to be back in that neighborhood i mean i I hear yeah yes so there's something to be said for moving Uh, those are people who can and who want to right and it's that's another good thing i mean it changes good yeah, and it's kind of like maybe an adventure you could consider it. And, and it really imposes a number of items on our list so far. I mean, by necessity, you have change. You're having yeah. to learn new things. Right. You're, the social piece is certainly there. I mean, you got, unless you become a hermit, it's always possible people will move right. somewhere and not get out and meet people. But assuming you do that, then it really does assure, you know, a, a lot of... Um, Challenges, the sort of challenges that that would make you healthy, like exercise does. Right. right. Every, yeah, you see people walking their dogs. That's another thing that everybody seems to have a dog, and I think we're going to get a puppy. Since living in the city, we did not want one, but yeah, it's that'll be a new thing. It's just you you branch out, you learn new things, you have more free time, maybe to do some of the things you maybe wanted to do, couldn't do before. It's a really good thing to keep moving and changing. And and you talked about walking dogs, you know, exploring your new area, your surroundings. I think that's always fun. It is. You're right, Jill. Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot. I'm not that familiar with the area where I am yet. I mean, I'm fairly familiar, but we've kind of been here and left and come back. But it is fun to explore different neighborhoods and um, see what's around and what the area offers. It, it, you're absolutely right. You know, it, I think it would it, it would be an interesting occupation for somebody to be able to um, take the items such as you're talking about here and to offer that to people in a way that people will not be very programmatic about it as they age. Meaning, they may have the best of intentions, uh, but often, you know, when you when you try to 
stimulate yourself to be on a regimen of some sort, whether it's physical or the other things we've mentioned as we age. Sometimes I think that can be more difficult. I've seen that with my family at least. And and to have somebody who can help keep you on that path, like if we were talking about a fitness expert, we'd all say, oh, yeah, of course, it's good to have a trainer. And many mm-hmm. of us have a trainer. Sure. So so we, we say, why do you have a trainer? Do you need somebody to tell you how to train? And and if you've been doing, if you've been with a trainer very long, like four or five years, you probably are no longer depending on the information. I mean, you really know. But but they're they're keeping you on a regimen. It it would be marvelous if people could be could could have somebody such as a coach who would assure that they do the things like you're talking about on a regular like a senior coach or a cheerleader for somebody a cheerleader that's a good way a cheerleader yeah. or a coach but but you're right often a cheerleader and i guess your show aspires to 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 provide some of that is that true well yes and no i mean it's sort of morphed into we started out with just people over the age of 75 coming on who were giving their pearls of wisdom. And then people were responding, younger people who were actually helping older people. And they had an interest in helping. So I've had those people on the show also, because I find them interesting because they're interested in helping older people grow older. So I would say yes and no. Well, <laughs> and, and even in that case, you're, you're training the cheerleaders. Training right. the cheerleaders. So, yes. I, I just think that that it's difficult to get people to implement what you've said on a regular basis as they get older, in their 60s, sure. But the people watching this show in their 80s may be saying, you know what she says is really, really smart. I'm going to do that with the best of intentions. And it just right. may and, not happen. Well, but I originally, I think I was trying to help millennials, Generation Xers forget about, oh, I don't want to grow old like so-and-so. But and, you know, and lose that fear because I, I just felt that there was a whole element of people who were being ignored and thrown into the bus. And those were people 80 and over, over. And they are in our society often overlooked. And I think that um, they just had all this wisdom to dispense. And they do. And I, and for example, now one woman, she isn't in her 80s, but she will say, I tape Stephen Colbert at night. She lived in the Bay Area. And then I wake up in the morning, I read the Wall Street Journal, and then I listen to him. So, and I, there's a woman I knew in Chicago who was a PR maven. She's probably close to 80. And she reinvented herself. And she became an author. And she is, uh, she's doing so many different things that are interesting. I also met a couple traveling. And this woman was a very prominent producer. A nationally TV producer and she now is starting a museum in Washington DC to help honor people in the media who've been slain during war. Wow. And, yeah. That's she, inspiring. That inspiring. Yeah. So there are all these inspiring people out there that are doing really great things. And, and, and they, and, and they commenced these things when they were uh, over 60. Presumably. Absolutely. Yes. Huh? So I, she, I definitely see a place for the sort of, uh, podcast that you that you have done, and and so grabbing the gusto. What it, what other tips might you have? I think people, as you grow older, you have to just realize every day is a gift, and you just have to embrace it and not worry about what's going to happen. You know, twenty years from now, or you know, am I going to have a lot of concerns of getting older? 
are running out of money. I was just going to ask that. Is that one of the top concerns, would you say, that you hear? I would say it's either losing independence due to bad health or running out of money and also the passing away of family and friends. Those are the three primary things that I think people are concerned with as they're growing older. So I hope that whatever I can do on my podcast to help people sort of lose that fear and just embrace and seize, seize the day and seize the moment and try to do whatever you can every day to find something awesome in the day. Now, Gail, do you find that there's like a significant difference on how men and women view growing old? I think it could be changing, but I think traditionally, I think there was an emphasis on how women looked and they were judged more by their looks than men were. Right. Men with the gray hair are distinguished looking and women are old. Right. Right. And so I think there's that halo that surrounds women about this mystique of aging. And so that's one thing I think if you look out at the news in the world at large, it's changing. It's not as traditional. Everything's more fluid, if you will, today. Um, it's been my experience, and I, I don't mean to be gender specific, but it seems that the men that I've known that have grown into their 90s, they tend to, and even younger, they tend to live in the moment more, and they don't, they don't think about the past so much. They move forward. They don't, they don't even think about dying. They just keep moving forward. They don't dwell on it. I have a huge story. My husband's a retired dermatologist, and he used to always come home and say, you know, I had this older woman in today, and she'd say, doctor, I used to be beautiful. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. There's that whole thing with women. So that's the difference in answer to your question, Jill. Okay. Yeah. So the whole thing about gratitude, uh, you know, it, it it's difficult to to get people to remember or to appreciate how wonderful things are as long as they're living. You know, it, it's just a, it's a good thing if you're, as you've said a couple times today, you know, if you're alive as you're aging, you know, that's a good thing. And, right. and I think gratitude is a challenge now, but I think underlying it, like you said, are concerns, fears, and, and money I know as a, is a big deal. Uh, people worry about money. Uh, but th- their health is failing, maybe. I use the word failing. Their 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 body's decline Declining. over time. Right. Yeah. There are challenges. We all have them. I mean, I'm having them myself, but I'm saying, well, I'm alive, you know? So that's a good thing. And um, you just have to, you have to have a positive attitude. You can't, I know that's hard for a lot of people. I mean, there's always going to be people who say, oh, these are the rusty years. They were supposed to be the golden years. But, you know, there's always people like that in life, no matter what their age is, I suppose. So hopefully people can learn to maybe reframe this whole idea of the third act and growing older and and being able to do that with some pleasure and with positivity. Yeah. And I think those some people have the benefit of a religious community where they've been very involved in a church or a synagogue or something. And I think that that gives them often uh, relationships uh, that are kind of built in that, that others have to go out and kind of form. So I, I don't know that, that those relationships are as common as people age now as they were 100 years ago in America. I, I think you're right, Joe. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's changing. Um, 
not always, but pretty, I would agree with you. It's not quite the same. Right. Yeah. And um, so to what extent do you think though, that, that there are money limitations that, that haunt people when they're wanting to look at new additional things to do. Could not these challenges be kind of a blessing in disguise? Because I can think of a couple of examples where people had to, it, it wasn't good whenever they lost a lot of money in the, the Great Recession and they had to go back to work or continue working. But in retrospect, I think that was a blessing in disguise. Right, right, right. I, it's all how you look at things. Like I look at covid where we had trouble selling our condo. But I, I looked at it, hey, I got to spend more time in a place that I loved. <laughs> and I got to learn how to cook new recipes because we couldn't go out. Couldn't go anywhere. Uh, right. So every week I, I would say I'm going to learn a new recipe. So I enjoyed it. Even though I missed our activities and being able to go out, I, I kind of reframed that. You just have to make the most of it. Right. Yeah, now, right. now, w- wherever you are in, in Florida, with the exception of Miami, you can't have the range of options that you had in Chicago. Is that hard getting used to the, the range of restaurants? Well, and No, I'll tell you what. We sat down and we were looking. What, what's important to us? What do we like to do? Well, we're foodies. We like theater. Um, we like being able to walk. And so we looked around and we found a community where it's unbelievable. It's it's kind of a small town vibe, but there's incredible areas to explore and there's great restaurants and there's a theater and Perfect. there's another theater 30 minutes away from us. So, hey, we're Are we talking a-, a movie theater or a live theater? No, you're talking live, live theater. theater. Live theater? Okay, great. Live theater. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like I'm in paradise. Well, you know, in Naples... Um, it, which is not a big city. I mean, it's not a city, really. Uh, and it has all those things. So, I mean, there are lots of places that people can can consider moving. And the, the wonderful thing about that change is it it really does put them in a position to sort of restart, reignite, rewire, um, yeah. as you would say. Uh, I just think that it, it's really a marvelous thing to to launch something different. It, I, I have trouble sometimes launching something new in the same environment. Going you know? somewhere else, getting out of your comfort zone, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you break those old habits? And, and and that's where, kind of speaking wistfully, but nonetheless, I think it's true that, you know, if there were a coach or, or it, maybe you would call them a cheerleader who would be somebody who could, you know, be there to continually weekly uh, inspire and to encourage and to say, are you doing this? And, you know, you're going to meet three new friends this week. Did you do that? And, you know, I just think that would be so useful to so many people. I'm surprised that there's not such a thing around. Maybe it's called therapy or something. I don't <laughs> Geriatric therapy. I don't, I don't think social, I don't think uh, Medicare would pay for that though. Probably not. Uh, they'd probably save money. Yeah, it's a great idea. So now, um, uh, whenever you, uh, you've not done any individual consulting though. You just do, I mean, you speak to your audience through podcasts. Right. right. I have met so many interesting people around the world. It's been very, it's good for me and it's interesting. And I feel like I'm learning too. So now when, when you think then about planning the balance of your career uh, or this new life that you've, you've launched here. So what, will it consist of continuing to do podcasts and, and, Will you be seeking out new communities to meet there? And, and tell me how you implement this in your own life. 
I want to continue the podcast. I, I have to figure it out with my partner who is going back to or has gone back to work full time at McCormick Place Convention Center. I'd like to add more people to our team, maybe to help move this along the podcast. There's something I wanted to do for a long time, and that is to learn more about landscaping and flowers. And I was given these flowers, beautiful flowers by my family, my extended family out in Arizona. And I looked at the name of the shop and I said, I'm going to see where this is. And it's five minutes from where I live. And I thought, well, it'd be really fun to learn, you know, how to put flowers together and learn and, and just do something different. And they're looking for people to work there. So I may do that like maybe one day a week. Now, um, this is a job where you would be paid. It wouldn't be a volunteer. I'm not sure yet. I, I don't know. But I learned to be a flower designer. It's just something different. And then I'm also going to volunteer in my community and I'm taking up a new sport. And so you just pickleball. Pickleball? I'm guessing. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I have very weak eyes. So I'm staying away from pickleball. <laughs> no, no, I'm taking up golf. Oh, wow. I'm really enjoying that. So you meet people. I joined a group called the Nine Holers and I've met people. And, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of felt like going into junior high again the first day. But, you know, I the people were very nice and I've met some nice people. So well, yeah. nine, nine holes is enough as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, yeah. To, for for a full day of golf, it, I just I, I never like to do the eighteen hole thing. But um, regarding where you're living, though, so you will um, you'll you'll have gym memberships, or you'll you'll right. pursue fitness through right. Uh, right. new new uh, relationships you have there. Right now, are you in a condo, or did you buy a home, or yeah, did you bought a house? My husband missed his house, and so we he wanted a house, so we are in a home. And it's my first home that I've ever had as an adult. So wow. that's another new wow. Yeah. That is different. So you lived in what, apartments before, condos? In apartments, lofts, condos. I lived in Chicago downtown for 46 years. Now, now this is the absolute reverse of what most people have a house until they get to 65 yeah. or so. And you wait and get your first house. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, so. incidentally, we had a guest on uh, a few weeks ago, and and I thought that that he made a comment that was really good that ties in with this discussion about you're you're going to be doing something part time, maybe arranging flowers or whatever. Is he was emphatic that be paid, you know, and you got to be paid. And okay. and at first I thought, you know. What if there's no economic need? But his point wasn't about the economics. He said his whole thing oh, is yeah. about um, his focus is on how people lose their identity when they retire. They they if you ask them who they are, or what they are, their self worth, they'll, they'll tell you, "I'm a mailman, or I'm a doctor, or I'm a lawyer." Right. I'm, right. And and that and when that ceases to be true, and and people aren't around them you know, recognizing them as somebody who's important in their life, whatever their job was, that they lose this sense of importance and, and it's disorienting. So, so just a small piece of that, and I want to get your larger comments on this, but, but, but a small piece of it was, he said, you know, if you work, when you get a job, he says, you be paid, you should be paid. It's important that, and, and I, I think he was saying that both from a standpoint of the way you view it, but also the way others view it. 
Well, it's your time. You are giving up your time. And all we have is time. And we hope we have a lot of time. But I see your point. And I, I see that with my husband, who he's been really busy with the house and with this, and he loves to plan. But it is disorienting for him, I know, to step back from being a... A doctor. Right. I mean, he was this, and we talked about this very example. Right. So he, doctors, we all know, are important people in our society. Well respected. They're they're looked up to and they're honored and speak, you know, even regarded with sort of awe by their patients and even even people, others in the hospital. And all of a sudden they retire and go to Florida. And this is the very example I'm telling you. Wasn't it Florida we were talking about? Right, right. So so they retire and go to Florida. And what what did he say? Oh, he's just an old guy. Old guy. Just an old guy. And and, and so the, the, the point he was making is this loss of identity. Yeah, it's true, and I hear it with men. I, I do hear that. Oh, I'm just an old fat guy now, or and it could I'm be a has been, or yeah, well, I had a huge company that he started, or what you know. But that you're right. You're absolutely right. So, your what is your husband going to do to build his this life? Oh, Rebuilder. He loves photography, and um, they started a photography club in our community. Now he has he went to one meeting and he was mm-hmm about it, but. You know, he has a lot of hobbies, so I think he'll find his way. Like right now, we're just trying to get everything done with the house, and that's stressful. And, you know, he's taking it each month as it comes, I think. But once we settle in, I think he'll find his way. So, yeah, and that's great. He has a lot of hobbies. Um, and it's not always true of busy professionals. True. And, and But – but yeah, those are the people I think who transition best. Don't you think the people who already have lots of things they love to do but never could? Exactly. Exactly. And we love to travel. So, you know, that's what we hope to start doing again, a little bit of traveling. We haven't traveled in a few years other than to St. Louis and Chicago. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Now, wait, why St. Louis? Um, well, I was born and raised in St. Louis. So um, my brother and his wife live there and my niece and her family live there. And I have some childhood friends that live there. So what, I, is this coincidental? I'm trying to think whether I came across you somehow as a connection to St. Louis. But I don't think so. I, I think I came across your podcast and I thought it was really good. And you, you. you do a great job. Lots of great content. Thank uh, you very much. And incidentally, we'll have a link, won't we, Justin? Yeah, we'll have a link uh, to to it from from this side, but I don't think I knew about the St. Louis connection. Yes, yes. So, uh, St. Louis question: Where'd you go to high school? Oh my gosh, Ladue High School. Okay, okay. Well, Are you from St. Louis? I Jill? am. I went to Riverview. I'm a North County girl. Okay, all right. So, not me. I grew up in Appalachia, and oh uh, wow, yeah. He's a transplant. I detected you were a transplant to St. Louis. There was a little bit of a southern accent. <laughs> yes, I've been told that. So, uh, so you, you never quite become a native, but but the longer you're here, you know, you you start to to get um, uh, regarded as a local eventually. But I think that St. Louis is a community where, when you're retiring, there are lots of marvelous things to do, and and uh, th- this uh, word. Came became familiar to me during the whole COVID thing called staycation, and I know the word's yeah. been I know it's been around yeah. for a while, but I'd never I'd never heard it before. So staycation 
you know, the idea that that you go looking for stuff to do nearby that you wouldn't otherwise do as if you're a, a visitor. And and I'm telling you, St. Louis is a marvelous city for that. And you know, Chicago is incredible for that. But but St. Louis is good for that. There's just a, a lot of wonderful uh, uh, cultural things to do here that you might, one could have lived here and not done. And so we we put together lots of things to do here locally that were stimulating and and they're they're affordable and these are these things are available I suspect in many of the viewers in their cities uh, there probably are similar things that they've never done that that would meet these elements on your list that you describe absolutely for health yeah. and happiness as we age and there's also organizations that help older people there's one called Oasis that was started by yes. one of my teachers in uh, Second grade, uh, Marilyn Mann, who started a wonderful organization for seniors that gave them activities at a low price to uh, go and, and do things and be Oasis. together. Oasis. Oasis. I've heard of that. And that's, I know they're in St. Louis, but they're all over the country, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, it's uh, we could we could continue this conversation. Lots of useful things we could say. And I really like this theme. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll continue this. Your plan is to continue this, right? It is. It is. And I, in some form, I want to keep going and I have people contacting me that want to be on the show. And if you know anybody, I, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I, and I hope that it's helpful to other people. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you should consider that, you know, you would be a great cheerleader slash coach for people to, to, uh, to be able to, in a more programmatic, consistent way, uh, do the things that that you've enumerated, among others. There's a need. There's a need. Thank you for helping me with this. <laughs> but 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 as as uh, as as millennials say now, there's probably no way to monetize that. So right, right. Well, you know that's the thing. It's uh, it would be nice. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly, it, it, as you said earlier about your friend, you said you should get paid. And it, it is, um, it's a challenge. I uh, know it is. Yes. So um, that that's another show. Right, it yes. is. We'll have to have you back. I would love to come back. It, it's, it's been a pleasure. We've enjoyed it. And I hope we get to do this Thank again. You. I hope so. Thank take, you so much. Take care. Okay. This has been another episode of Life's Third Act. Till next time, take care. You've been listening to Life's Third Act a podcast for thriving in retirement. Sponsored by Tucker Allen, your estate and elder law advisors. Each week we discuss topics and answer questions to help you better plan for your future. For more information, visit tuckerallen.com. Subscribe and listen again next week for another edition of Life's Third Act. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements.